This is the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt and WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. So we had a commitment, and then the haters came out. I'm talking about Syracuse football right off the top. Uh, let's see. We had a kind of a JCAP cameo with Belviv DeVoe tomorrow at the Great New York State Fair. I think that's a given. The, the parody was was pretty good there, uh, Jordan Capozzi. Michael Bivens loved Pearl Washington, so we saw him repping some Syracuse gear. I think we got D.C. when we're all at the fair tomorrow. Sports Illust Show is on, and it's available at QSportsTalk.com. You can twitch with us there. My name is Rain Spencer. Davidson is here uh, repping a nice Rangers shirt again. I think you've worn that one before, Yankee shirt or Yankees yeah, hat. Yeah, it's a, ra- a Rangers and Yankees combo shirt. Look at the Yankees, the Rangers logo within You Can you see that within on the a Yankees cam? logo? I don't know. Can you? I've showed it before, I think. There you go. It's nice. Glue guy Matt Page has his uniform, and he has a lot of ESPN radio shirts. Correct, you have yes. a ton of them. Yeah, I bought quite a few. It's it's like uh, Peter Griffin has green pants and a white shirt. You have, at least for work purposes. I've seen you in other shirts, by the way. That, that is correct. That is not all the news. I like your shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Greetings and salutations to you guys and everybody out there listening. Let's go through real quick the Accelerate Sports Complex phone line on Sportscaster Wednesday. Mario Sacco, News Channel 9. Uh, Alex Sims, SYR, Hour 2, Nate Mink with Syracuse.com, and Mark Larson with Spectrum Sports. A kerfuffle about halfway through hour number two. There's some people fighting. There is a soap opera in the life of Steph and uh, <whistles> Seth Curry and his parents. and Dell and Sonia. I heard Drake's name dropped. Why is Drake involved with everything in the NBA? Because he's a creeper. He is, man. What's the deal? If Drake had something to do with breaking that family up, and do you know the problems this is going to cause for Steph? Because if you followed along with his wife and the way they roll, oh, boy. I mean, Steph's going to go off against the Toronto Raptors. That is going to be his mission to to effectively fold the Toronto Raptors as a franchise. But wouldn't he anyways, though? Even without this added yeah, motivation? But, I mean, yeah, but, you know, I mean... Steph, Steph's going to want to make Drake's life miserable. He's going to drop six three-pointers in every quarter while he's playing in the six. That's what's going to happen. But the problem with Drake is he has so many different teams. Yeah. So he just has to go off this year, right? Because he's a Lakers fan. He's a Raptors fan. He's a, Whoever's the front runner of the league, he's true. a fan of. Yeah, true. he's a bandwagon yes. fan. He really is. He's not loyal to the six. He's just from there. So he gets... Steph's going did to... Didn't they give him a ring? I believe so. I, believe yeah. so. I think they gave him Steph, a ring. Steph's going to destroy every DVD collection of the complete series of Degrassi. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Are we going to hear from Nostra Davidson today, Spencer? We very well may. Spencer, I would like to hear Nostra Davidson. We're going to hold you to your predictions, I think. <laughs> if we're going to give you that nickname, we got to We got to have like a record. We got to keep keep track. We got to get a segment rolling with that, I'm telling you. Let's, Let's get it. through the fair. Let's get through Liberty. Matt and I will actually be on location. Spencer is going to be in this studio. Of course, you can come by. The Twitch cameras will be there, QSportsTalk.com, obviously. Uh, There's a lot of great reasons for you to subscribe. We'll go through those in a little bit. But we've got the Napa Auto Parts uh, Papa Shot for prizes there. We're in this Galaxy All-Star studio. You'll see it. It's just outside the Expo Center. It's on your way to Chevy Park. Uh, we've got the Bell Biv DeVoe concert. I told you, DC, the legend 44 going to be there. He's so tall. I want him to pick me up and hold me like a baby because <laughs> I'm so short compared to him. <laughs> and and, and I, the first time I ever met DC, I was like, he, he came around the corner and I went, I was like, 
well, and I just kept looking up and looking up and looking up and looking, and I'm like, oh, there's your eyes. We made eye contact now. And I almost fell over backwards. I had to look up so far. He's a, he's just a tall dude. Uh, we're there brought to you by Blink Fitness tomorrow. I can't wait to get out to the fair, eat some bad fair food. Maybe we talk about that with Mark Larson. That's all he's going to want to talk about. I can't wait. With Spectrum Sports in a little while. All right, well, we got some questions to answer, and I know Matt wants to ask us some, so let's open it up here today on the Sports Illa Show on ESPN Radio with Does It Matter? Does it matter? It's the Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt with WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Does it matter? Does it matter? Michael Carter Williams will be having surgery. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that was bum for MC Dub, man. Uh, he's, he's really cemented himself in Orlando. I think that's like the best fit of his career so far. But are they going to be good this year? Uh, I thought his best fit was with the Sixers, yeah. winning Rookie of the Year, mm. and then they traded him two years later. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's he's kind of been a journeyman since, and he's finally like found a new home. I feel like he's that's his place now. You know, he's making a name for himself. He works in their system too. Yes, he does. They didn't have much around him. It's been a struggle down there. But hey, the weather's nice, and isn't Disney World down there too? Yep. Uh, I care more about the fact that I'm bummed he has the surgery than I really am about the Orlando Magic. I don't know about you, Spencer. Yeah, I mean, you always want to see Syracuse alums do well at the next level. So it's certainly, uh, you know, and like you said, Rain, I I think that, you know, he's kind of been able to flourish a little bit more in Orlando so far. So um, it's certainly, you know, uh, sad, sad to see that. But, uh, you know, I I have confidence that he's going to bounce back and be stronger from this. You know what? He's in also a place. I mean, there's a lot of golf courses down there, and he has courses. a couple years of eligibility. Does he go play with J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith <laughs> is going to play college golf. Yeah, he's probably going to cash in and, say, and probably get paid to do so with a name, image, likeness issue. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's why we lost Kamari Lands recently. Uh, he's going to open that up. Hey, maybe he comes back. Next question on does it matter? Does it matter with the ACC, uh, Big Ten, and Pac-12 alliance? We'll see a lot of potential matchups moving forward. Yeah, and is everybody, everybody is writing a think piece on that now. Oh, well, of look course. At, look at these potential. And, and I'm just talking about the football right now. I'm not even talking about this is going to affect basketball, too. We all know it boils down to money. But and even with Orange Nation guys were talking about this earlier, too. It's like, do you go and you get, you know, buy out of a contract for something you already have scheduled? Because you know if you cherry pick certain programs across the country from whatever of these different three different conferences there's more money so you write off the loss because you'll make more in the end mm-hmm. you're gonna see that and you're gonna you're just gonna bury some of the lower level schools especially obviously in these power five conferences this is gonna happen across the board now and they're gonna go for the paydays and when we said it yesterday this is really ultimately just a money grab and it affects but some intriguing matchups i guess yeah there's money there but some of these matchups that you could get out of this are awesome, and and yeah. I, I'm kind of looking forward to some of them. I, I I definitely think we need to see Syracuse get a little better before they agree to some of these potential matchups. No, we we definitely do. Um, I I have to definitively make that statement. But ultimately, just think of some of the programs that you could see. You go on the road, of course. You could bring them in here to the Carrier Dome. Yep. You know what? That helps pack butts in seats because after a while, once we get in there and the fans, a fan fest is coming up. You get in there, you see the dome. Oh, it's pretty now. But if we keep losing. Oh, so be empty. we need some help. So some great programs coming in could help at least the tenants. That also generates revenue because, once again, it is all about the money. Yeah. I think, you. you I mean, the, the obvious is you have to have a Washington-Syracuse men's basketball matchup. Mm-hmm. Have Coach Hopkins... <laughs> 
come back into the carrier dome. I mean, you got you got to do that. But at the same time, also, you know, I, I love to see some some UCLA Syracuse matchups on in basketball. Yeah, some Penn State Syracuse matchups in uh, in in football. So there are definitely a lot of intriguing matchups. Even Stanford. Ohio State, yeah. it's been a minute. Uh, Axe wrote about that. Axe talked to Kirk Herbstreet yesterday. Uh, that's where he met his wife or yep. saw her for the first time as a cheerleader on the sidelines. Hey, man, there's, that's orange heart that's orange heart emojis right there. Right. Uh, but those are the types of things that you could see. Hey, you never know what could happen out of those matchups. 30 years later, we're going to get stories about it. And, it's, and, it's and he talks about the, the money aspect of things. All of these ACC networks or the Big 12, you know, the Pac-12 networks, how much money are they going to be charging ESPN now to renew those licenses, um, like, quickly, you right? Know, you know what? Once you sign up for that, they just take it right out, and they just thought, that's correct. Deduct the payment, I'm going to go, what's yep. that charge from? Oh, it's more now. It happens all the time. Yeah, it's, it's going to go up. Isn't everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, inflation's out there for sure. Everything costs money. Nothing in life is free, and it neither is realigning and, um, I guess, getting some better matchups potentially there's a lot of moving parts on this. There is still so many questions to be answered, and and you don't know. I mean, the answer's given. You, you sit there and you go, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I'm still not quite sure what's going on. And there's not a legal document signed, by the way, in, in any of this. This That's is correct. like This is like a handshake agreement right yeah. now. This is like, you know, they, they went out and played a round of golf and went back to the 19th hole, and, and these guys all sat down and— they're like, yeah, let's do this. Okay, right. well, well, it's a great idea. Meanwhile, the SEC is over here just laughing their butts off. Cha-ching! <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be an interesting development. We've got a couple of questions that we'll answer as we bring in some phone guests a little bit later. Sports Illustrated Show doesn't matter. This is ESPN Radio. Next question. Teddy Bridgewater, your new starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, does that matter? Yeah, because I said yesterday that I've seen enough of Drew Locke that I think it's Bridgewater. That's why, because I can humble brag and it makes me right. Um... And you say Noster Davidson, Noster Davidson. The pressure's on. What? That, what did? What did I say yesterday? Yeah. What was your prediction? You can lie I, right I, now because I don't think you I actually even, did. I, I think I said Drew Lock. You did. You I did, did say. say Drew did Locke. I say Drew Lock? Mm. Yeah. See, even Nostradamus didn't get everything right. Come on. Do you keep your receipts? I don't. Unfortunately, we got We got to start start keeping some of them. Or you just check on the app, like with yeah. your bank account. I did see a funny tweet though that said, "I guess Drew wasn't a lock after all." So I'm Rain, I'm Rainstradamus today, and you're not Nostra Davidson. Oh, wait a minute. I think we just added to that segment that we eventually have to lock wow. in. That is correct. Next question. What, you say, what was it? Rainstradamus? Rainstradamus? I love that. That's awesome. According to uh, Josh, one of our producers at QSportsTalk.com, he says Denver made a huge mistake by going Bridgewater. Why? I want to know. I know. Let's look for that answer. Uh, we'll report back in momentarily. Set us up with another question. Uh, doesn't matter. Chapman sucks. Uh, I mean, you can just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so I said this off the air. I, I Actually, I yelled this at my television last night, and then I repeated this to Matt a little bit earlier. I don't know if, if we discussed this, but when they were bringing in Wandy Peralta, who, by the way, over his last 10 games has been spectacular, but I think he returns to what Wandy Peralta is. I, I think this is the best version you're going to get, and everything is going right for this team. But when you have a Raldis Chapman and, and you're a diehard Yankee fan like me and you're watching the game and you go, get Chapman out of there. Oh, thank God. It's Wandy Peralta. Like this is never a statement that you would think that you would make as a Yankees Ever. fan. But when you're relieved they're taking Chapman out, they're relieving Chapman with Peralta. You sit there and say to yourself, yes, he's terrible right now. That's not a good thing. But he got the out. He 
got them out of it, and the win streak is now 11. First, the longest win streak is 85, by the way. That's crazy, right? Yep. I mean, am I off base on that, or are you like, no, you just relax because Chapman's going to be fine? I know. I, I I think when it comes down to it, Chapman's going to be fine. I think you know, especially come the playoff time, he's he's going to figure it out. Um, it's certainly concerning right now, uh, but luckily you you're you're in a, a moment in time when you know the next man up mentality. I mean, guys are stepping in and doing you know everything right. Well, the, my next thought in the reality was, uh, if I could, I would just like to write a strongly worded letter, go up and shake a roll to Chapman and go, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But but also, have you seen him compared to me? He's he's a beast, and yeah. he, he would squash me like a bug. And he was kind of slapping himself last night. It was, like, really crazy. Uh, I don't think you want that smoke. So my overreaction was, well, no, I'm not going to win that. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything to Rawls Chapman, but it then made me want to punch Paulie Sibilia. I was like, because I can handle Paulie. He's not exactly a big dude. See, I, I don't think so. I think Paulie would wipe you. Yeah, Paulie would. <laughs> well, I'd hit him in his helmet hair, and we'd have a problem. <laughs> Major League Baseball put out the playoff schedule, by the way. The most interesting thing to me is it could bleed into a Game 7 of the World Series, which is November 3rd, so that information is out there. It just keeps getting later and later and later. You know what? They've been riding a surge of popularity, but we were talking about this. Sunday's upcoming will, and weekend's upcoming will include college football. That's your Saturdays. Your Sunday's is the NFL. And what's going to happen when nobody's paying attention? Who who was it? Which one of you guys said it earlier? Then you're bringing back in the NHL. Yep, that was me. Yeah, and then, yeah. The, then the NBA. Correct. The glue guy. So all four sports are going on at the same time. MLB needs these next two Sundays to themselves like they'll have. Yeah, they're, they're going to uh, trickle uh, viewers, eyeballs, fans, yep. ratings. That's money. And so that's going to happen. So baseball has got to get a lot of things right right now. And keep this interesting. Is it good that the Yankees are a juggernaut again? Yeah, or is it absolutely. making people mad? Look at any any time you have a New York team, and I know I know that I'm biased because I'm a New York sports fan, but but it's true. I mean, New York is the number one media market in the country. And anytime you have New York teams that are good and they're more of a storyline, it's gonna help your sport because there's more eyeballs, there's more attention. More people want to hate on the Yankees and, yeah, and for and them to lose. That's exactly right. How Whether many you people love the Yankees or hate them, you're going to be paying attention. How many people in your timeline on social media, which pick whichever form of social media you use, as soon as the Yankees are eliminated from the playoffs, it's like Yankees Elimination oh, Day yeah. and they have a party. Yeah. Like they celebrate and they love to rub it in Yankees fans' face. I get my mentions explode, my text messages, <laughs> everything. I get phone calls. I'm like, I haven't heard from you in six months. Just wanted to remind you the Yankees suck and they lost, ha. Huh? Yeah. And then they hang up and move mean, on. And that happens. To meanwhile, me. their teams have been out of it since July. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your team is terrible. At least I had a chance. Correct. But no one's hitting you up on the phone when the Yankees are on an 11-game winning streak. Right. True. But, but they're hitting you up when the Yankees get eliminated. Let me tell you, I, I had a lot of Mets fans. Well, not a lot. I Because who, you know, there's not that many. Hasn't been but, any smoke from, <laughs> hasn't been no, any smoke from Capozzi or yeah, Axel either. I had a lot of Mets fans, uh, or a couple Mets fans, write me earlier in the year, you know, busting my chops about where the Yankees were, where the Mets were, and my, how the tables have turned. Yeah. Be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you say. A lot of season left when you're talking crap in May. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand as they poster child for somebody who has to be careful about running his mouth too soon. Yeah. I do it all the time. The last thing I wanted to mention on the Yankees, guys, Luis Heal, everybody's wondering. We talked about this on Yankees on deck last night. There is obviously not that program tonight with it being an off day. But why was he skipped his in his start in the rotation and not called back up based on what he did in his previous three starts? It was a rain out. They wanted to keep everybody on turn. So we got Andrew Haney. Oh, and then the closing out of the game, potentially with Aroldis Chapman. That was rough to watch. Did we get an answer 
um, on the disagreement about Bridgewater and yeah, Locke. Yeah, we'll talk about that during the break. All right, we'll talk about that. Twitch exclusive, another great reason to subscribe, right? QSportsTalk.com. This is ESPN Radio and the SportsZilla Show. We're back with Mario Sacco, News Channel 9, next. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt with WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On ESPN Radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Guys being dudes. Uh, another dude, uh, we're either going to get a call right back or we're going to attempt again. Mario Sacco, News Channel Line with WSY, of course, didn't answer the phone. That's not like him. He did text me a picture earlier this morning that I wanted to ask him about of his daughter with a really cool headband. And he's been watching the Yankee games during this streak that they're on of, of winning 11 straight. Let's go for a dozen tonight. And then a Baker's dozen after that. You see what I'm doing there. But apparently, according to Mario, she's the lucky charm. That headband and her and all that positive energy and the mojo of a cute kid, his daughter, is bringing wins to the Yankees, and I'm all about that. My guess is he didn't want to screw up the mojo because he knows. Is that his voicemail again? Yeah, he does. So my guess is that maybe they lost the headband Mm. in the house, and he's looking for it right now because I know that kind of stuff happens with my kids all the time. Yeah. It it really does. I mean, if that's a good luck charm, I'm I'm okay with sacrificing an interview for – for them to find the good luck charm. Yeah, you know, I'm more concerned about the Yankees getting wins, and if yeah. that's the reason for it, or it's that every player I trash and, and over the course of the season so far then turns it around and, and makes my take horrible, I can live with my bad takes, too. And if you're a Yankees fan, you should. If a player is playing bad, let me hammer on them a little bit, and, and then they'll turn it around and prove me wrong. I'm totally fine with that. I'll be the reason. It has nothing to do with me. I think it has more to do with Mario Sacco's daughter, yes, his adorable daughter, and that headband. Uh, we're going to try to reach him, touch base, and get him on during this segment. Uh, Accelerate Sports Complex phone line. We'll have some other guests today. I'll remind you, Alex Sims, his co-worker on the way, Nate Mink. After 3 o'clock, talk more Syracuse football in depth than Mark Larson with Spectrum Sports. We call this Sportscaster Wednesday. We have one in studio with us. That's Spencer Davidson. Uh, something I wanted to bring up, football-related, Syracuse football-related, was, of course, the commitment of Chad Schuster and Cuse. And it, to me, <laughs> it was funny because, as expected and as is tradition, the hate has come out. Ooh, look at Syracuse, 65, uh, 65 different schools, and we're the only that could have, you know, blah, 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 and we are the only one that offered them. Or what's the other one? Oh, yeah, we recruit like a Mac school. At least we're getting players. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, he's a year away, and we're still on that. His rating could go up. He could get better. He's going to play this year. He's going to practice. He's going to get on campus. He might not start right away. I could go on. Why do we do that? I don't know. Why do we do that? It's it's so... <laughs> Why does any fan base do that? Because fans are never happy. You should know this by now. But, but it's not just Syracuse fans. It, it, That's why I said fans in general. We're talking about a Syracuse recruit, a committed recruit now, but at the same time, all fan bases do that. And you don't want to go to a toxic environment. But I guess it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to get it. Stay yeah. off the Internet. There you go. Don't read the comments. Yeah. We've all learned that. But why do we do that? People but, have too many opinions and have too many ways to voice them at the, in this day and age. Haters are out strong now. I don't know why that happens. And then, of course, we had mentioned yesterday, Cody Sheard left the SU football program. It was less than two weeks after he transferred from Arizona State, which is where we got Mike Schmidt, offensive line coach now. 
And you had some thoughts on that because we didn't really expand on it yesterday, Spencer. What's your? You have a hot take, Nostra Davidson? <laughs> a prediction, Nostra Davidson? I don't know if it's necessarily a prediction. It's just a reaction. Like, like why? Like, why go through the process of transferring, of selecting a school two weeks later to leave the program? I mean, I, I honestly haven't seen. Do we get a reason why? We're going to ask Nate Mink today. I'll tell you that. Like, because because to me, I mean, you know, uh, unless. Unless there's there's a health you know a health issue or you know personal reasons in terms of a family issue like if this is simply just a not not enjoying being part of the program thing like you should have known that before you made your decision buddy it took you two weeks two weeks to decide that you hated the program so much that you didn't want to be a part of it now granted this is solely. My reaction is solely what, if that was the case. Well, was his reaction the same thing as the fan base and the haters that I'm talking about? Because yeah. uh, next year's recruiting class is rated uh, 62nd nationally and 13th in the ACC. So I guess that's not. Yikers. I guess that's not that good, right? Uh, that's Okay, it's a fair argument. I suppose it's not necessarily the message. Sometimes it's the language that you choose. Because if you go on Twitter, for example, we know it's a cesspool. It's a little bit more hate-filled. If it's an intelligent argument, then I get it. And I don't have a problem with those. You know, I'll read those. I guess the ones that stop me are the ones that are filled with anger. Well, and filled with anger. Not only anger, but when people say something that they're trying to call somebody else out for being an idiot, and yet they misspell something or use the wrong form of their or something like that in their message. Yeah, or two, when they're trying to knock somebody else, it's like, get out of here, bro. Yeah. Like, why? Why even bother? Just get off social media. Type your words, and then go, like, reread it. Then take a breath. I'm guilty of this, too, though. I admit it. And then send. No, actually, what you do is you hit cancel and save it in your draft. That's how you do it. Is that what you do? Yes. You have a lot of drafts? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I do Can the we same see him? thing. <laughs> no, you cannot. Can we read them? I type uh, out a all towards you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's got 12 drafts right now. F you, bald man. I'm sure that's what they are. Yeah, I always type a sentence and then like like sit and stare at it for a second and then delete it. I'm like, no, this is not. Now we're I got to be professional. This is not worth or it. Or I'll get like a sports center breaking news thing and a little notification will pop. I'll tap that and forget I even have the tweet started. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, which quarterback should start, though? That's a question I wanted to ask him. As we know, we've heard from, and after pre- practice yesterday, we heard Dino Babers say they're both going to play definitively, which was really the big news of his conversation with the media yesterday. And he's obviously DeVito's in the lead. It just makes sense. He's been here longer. He knows the playbook. But both will play. But I wanted to know who Mario thinks should start based on, you know, conversations he's had, things that he's seen, his perspective, which will be different from ours. Yeah, I think uh, this is actually another uh, Nostra-Davidson moment. Now, granted, mm. you know, I, I know this isn't necessarily a... Uh, it's it's not a... It wasn't a far-fetched prediction when I made it, but I did feel like it was going to be a 1A, 1B situation. I did feel like it was going to be both guys were going to play. They were going to have different packages for each. Well, sack up, make a prediction... Let's let it work out in your favor and win eight games this year. Come on, do it. Which quarterback's going to make the? It's going to be neither. Go ten games, Spencer. Let's hear ten. No, what do you got? What do you got? No, I'm I'm going to go with five. He's not stupid enough to make that kind of a prediction yet. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think I want to put you out there that far. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run the table. This is they're gonna run the table. There we go. Undefeated season. Why not, Cuse? This is the Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio. Uh, unfortunately, not able to connect with Mario Sacco, uh, so we'll continue on and we'll discuss the questions that we had for him. I wanted to get his 
answer on something that we really dug into yesterday, some of these quarterback competitions in the NFL. One of them we already discussed, and doesn't matter, it was the Denver situation with Bridgewater or Locke. Josh, who's running QSportsTalk.com, where we twitch, well, he, he disagrees with Bridgewater. He thinks it should have been Locke because there's more of a ceiling there, whereas with Bridgewater, we know exactly what we're going to get. He thinks maybe a wild card game and that's the end of it, but you could go farther with Drew Locke. Who's to say that's true? I think I've seen enough of Drew Locke, right? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Drew Locke personally. I feel like there's a lot more upside with Bridgewater. Hopefully Bridgewater's healthy now. I think he can do okay with the Bron- that Broncos team. You know, and you were right about Jacksonville. It's not going to be Gardner Minshew. They did officially label uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence. They didn't name him the starter. Did you fall off your chair when you heard that I news? was, like, shocked. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that happened. Let me tell you, another Nostra Davidson moment. I-, I said that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the starter in Jacksonville. <laughs> Every time <laughs> something happens that we're right about, no matter who it is, you just take credit for it as Nostra Davidson. <laughs> like, that's the way to go. I mean, well, look, nobody was saying Trevor Lawrence was going to be the starting QB. That's so, true. So I totally went against the grain there. Jameis or Taysom with the Saints. We talked about it yesterday. We broke that down a little bit, yeah. but I wanted to know what Mario thought. Was he going to say Taysom? Was he going to say I said Taysom. Jameis. We got to ask his daughter. She's got the headband. That's the thing. She's his version of Nostradamus. Mm. You know what I mean? Because she's not going to have any background information. He's going to offer two names. She'll pick one. And she probably picks a better bracket than he does in March, too. I mean, that happens. People that don't pay attention all year. I like their jerseys. And they circle. Nostrasacco? Yeah. Um, let's see. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, San Francisco. What a look at that Jimmy one G. with him, too. It, do you go with him? Yes. Because Is it because of what he did or what he could do? It's the I think it's the experience. Is I, it because you, he was in a Super let, Bowl? Yeah, you let, Trey, you let Trey Lance, you know, learn behind him a little bit. Germany? I don't, I don't think Jimmy G is going to be the long-term starting quarterback of the 49ers at this point. But I do think week one, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Could okay. we see a Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes type deal where Alex Smith starts first year being Jimmy G with the Niners and then ship him off in the offseason and Trey Lance, here you go. Here's yeah. the starting job. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. No, you could. Uh, but then there's Dalton and Fields in Chicago once again. And I, I, I don't know what it you It doesn't do. matter what the answer is. Nagy's wrong. Yeah. I, but, and I don't, I don't know what you gain out of starting Andy Dalton at this point especially because if there is one rookie quarterback that's really stood out where you go, I know you got your guy with the Jets. I know you got Zach with the Jets. But if you you look at Fields and you go, man, it's there. And I brought up yesterday his quote about, you know, don't be booing Andy Dalton, just standing up for his guy, being a good teammate, showing leadership right right from the get-go. That's huge. It's So it's talent and athletic ability, but it's also intangibles that are there. Work ethic is there. He can do a little bit of everything, and the potential excitement with him at quarterback, even as he makes mistakes and has rookie growing pains, I think that's the way to go in Chicago. And then Cameron Mack, what a nightmare you're dealing with with the Patriots still. Yeah, it's not fun. It's it's, it's really not fun at all. And, of course, they're practicing today against the New York football giants, Joe Judge, Bill Belichick. You see- uh, a lot of guys leaving the uh, the field for both teams because of Dehydration. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a hot one out there it today. Is. Yeah. It, it's a definitely. What is it? Officially, heat, a heat warning today. Yeah. That's man. Hydrate. Drink a lot of water. Yep. Drink a lot of water. All right. Let's stop right there. Alex Sims coming up next. Uh, Mario Sacco's colleague. So maybe maybe we can find out from her where he is. What happened? She's next on ESPN Radio. 
This is the Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt and WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. I uh, look forward to the tweet as we were having a little conversation with Alex Sims, a co-worker of Mario Sacco with News Channel 9 WSYR. Um, well, she had asked us if we went a little long with Mario, right? I mean, actually, we weren't able to connect, but it would have been funnier if we said, yeah, it was his fault. And, and then look forward to the tweet afterwards. You guys are lying. Like, that's not what happened. No, it's all good with Mario. Uh, we're happy to talk to Alex. Uh, New York State Fair, have you been yet? I, I got to catch up with when everybody's at so far. It's so hard to keep up with everybody's schedules. Have you been out there yet? I have, and I went because I wanted to see 98 degrees and relive <laughs> my childhood. So, yes, I did, in fact, go, and it was awesome. It was very similar to what I expected it would be. Um, not as many people, uh, which was kind of nice just because – I wanted to stay socially distant, you know, with everything going on. But, um, no, it was great. It reminded me a lot of the Iowa State Fair. Uh, 90 degrees didn't disappoint. I felt like I was 16 again. It was awesome. <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe tomorrow? Any chance? We're all going to be out there. Are you? Yeah, we're all going to be out there. The every, Orange Nation, us, and uh, Brent X are all going to be out there tomorrow. If you happen to be at the fair Come and find us. I'll even tell you where. Find the Galaxy All-Star Studio. It's just outside the Expo Center on your way to Chevy Park. That was nice. my shameless plug. Good plug. You can play the Napa Auto Parts Papa Shot for prizes. You can wave to our Twitch cam, QSportsTalk.com, and we're there courtesy of Blink Fitness. So there you go. I've taken care is of that, all the particulars. Is, is that an invite? Is that an invite? Of course it is. It, it, it's we want, we'd love to see you. We want to see. We're, we're figuring some of the guys that are in the Twitch chat might be popping in. CBW is coming at us. It'd be it'd be nice to see. Hey, um, you feed us questions that we ask to her. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Let them be the awkward ones in, instead of us. Of course, I'm uh, going to be stuck here in Utica though, inside. So that's going to be a bummer. We're always more comfortable when we're oh, guys no. when we're guys being dudes inside of a studio as opposed to actually having social interactions with people. It's crazy. It's so bizarre at the fair this year, though. I can't get over the size of these crowds. Is it different than any experience you've had in the past? It was as crowded when I went, and then again, I I went on a weekday night, so maybe a lot of people were just wait- and it was also the second day of the fair, so maybe people were gonna wait a little bit and um, kind of see, you know, if it's safe to go and whatnot. But um, no, it was it. I felt very safe to be honest. Uh, there weren't a lot of people. I you know when I was watching uh, 98 degrees. Uh, we weren't crowded. Um, I had, you know, I kept my distance. So, you know, it was it was good. I, that's why I'm, you know, I'm interested in going back. By the way, uh, DC is going to be with us tomorrow. That's the legend number 44. I don't think I need to say anymore. Just a little added incentive for you. Alex Sim with WSYR is here with us. Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio. Uh, one thing we wanted to talk about sports related was Syracuse football, where yesterday, I'm sure you're aware, Dino Babers addressed the media, and the big takeaway for us was him definitively saying that he's going to play both Garrett Schrader and Tommy DeVito. Um, anything else that stood out to you besides that? No, I well, that was the main point, and that's what I was going to you know talk to you guys about was that you know 
Dino wants to put his team in any possible position to win. And I think going the dual quarterback route is probably the way to go. And, um, you know, it's different. Not a lot of schools do that. Uh, not a lot of D1 schools do that. But I think, you know, he did say in his in, uh, when he met with the media yesterday that, you know, these guys are good enough to both play. So, you know, I'm going to take his word for it, and we'll just kind of have to see. I mean, again, he's putting these guys, he's putting his team in the best possible position to win. And going the dual quarterback route is, I guess, the way to go. Um, he did uh, He just talked about how encouraged he was. I think the team has a big chip on their shoulder. I think a lot of people are doubting them. And I think that's really given this team a lot of motivation moving forward. And, you know, if that's the case, then that's great. You know, they need that. They need that, you know, some sort of push to kind of get them um, into a winning position uh, moving forward. So um, especially coming off of last season, um, you know, I think that's also given them a big chip on their shoulder. They realize that's not acceptable. And I think Dino has noticed a big um, difference in how these players are performing in preseason camp. And um, it's, I'm interested to see how that translates uh, in a game scenario. Alex Sims, sports reporter and anchor at News Channel 9 in Syracuse, joining us on ESPN Sportzilla Show. QSportsTalk.com. You can check us out on video there. Alex, if you look at the AL East in the MLB right now and you see for the streaks, New York Yankees, 11-game win streak, Baltimore Orioles, 19-game losing streak. 19-game losing streak. And not only that, but a negative 239 run differential. Can we just go around the room and each say that out loud? A negative 239 (laughs) run differential. Glue guy, please. Negative 239. How awful is that? Oh. I mean, just just when you see something like that and the two polar opposites, I mean, what's going on in your mind looking at this situation is right now? Is that real life? Yeah. Is, is, is that real life? First of all, um, the AL East is a sensitive subject. I'm a Red Sox fan, born and raised in Boston. So the fact that the uh, Yankees are two and a half games ahead of them in the wild card race is is very frustrating, especially um, with how well they, the Red Sox were doing at the beginning of uh, the season. And then once the trade deadline, um, it just I seem, it seems like everything fell apart for them. The Yankees, though, like you said, they're on an 11-game winning streak. The most since 1985, yeah. I believe. Yep. Or, right? yep. Am I correct? Yes, yeah. you are. That's, that's before I was... Before I was even born, I mean, Me um, they are just the the Yankees. I mean, there's so much to say about these guys. I think that they, um, you know, they improved and on all aspects, offensively, defensively. Um, you know, I think it helps to have Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo and Garrett Cole. Um, and uh, you know, the fact that they haven't lost since the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Um, you know, it's just it's just impressive to see what they've been able to pull off. Um, you know, last couple of weeks, it really is. I mean, they they are clicking on all cylinders. Eleven in a row for the first time since '85. Twelve to thirteen, first time since 2019. Eighteen to 21, first time since 2018. Twenty-one to 25, first time since 2018. Twenty-three to 28, first time since '98 <laughs> within a season. Thirty-three wow. to 44, first time since 2019. Oh, and by the way. The Orioles are 0-19, and the Yankees are 17-3 since the cat ran on the field in that game that they played. Glue guy, I apologize. I had to get that no, out that, there. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Alex, I wanted to ask you about the quarterback competition between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. 
I know you'll be a little bit biased on this one, as am I. I hope that Mac mm-hmm. Jones ultimately wins the competition. I want to see where you were at. Yeah, you know, I think um, I think what Bill Belichick's going to do is is start Cam Newton. I think that is kind of set in stone here. But I think what Bill is going to kind of prove is, hey, Cam, you're washed up. You're not good anymore. Um, let's give the new guy a try. And Mac has really, really um, proved himself. And and um, you know, during this preseason, I think that he's he's completed. I don't know his stats. Uh, two weeks ago were unbelievable compared to what Newton was able to do. And I, I know this is preseason. I know he's playing up against guys that probably will barely play in the regular season. But the guy is not afraid. I mean, he's a rookie, and he's able to really show what he can do. Um, I think for a uh, you know franchise, I think the best way to go is, is to, to start Mac and, and to be able to kind of mold him into what Bill wants. I mean, I think – the more time, more reps he gets, the better he's going to get. Um, you know, Cam, I just, I think he's washed up. I think he's old. I think he's, he's done. I think, uh, but I think Bill wants to kind of show that he, you know, that he, he is done. And I think he's going to start him and then eventually, uh, you know, be like, hey, I, I've made a point here. You know, I think Mac is the better guy. But, um, you know, Cam is, Cam is out right now. So um, Mac is going to get an opportunity to, uh, show, you know, that he is the guy. He's the starting guy. But I think I think at the beginning of the season, I think uh, Cam is going to be the one. That is the start. nicest way yeah. anybody has ever buried a quarterback. Way, way to go. <laughs> I think they got to go with Cam spelled backwards and go with Mac Jones. I think Justin Fields is the answer. And, and at this point, just let Trey Lance play. Let's let these rookies all play. I want to see some some fresh blood. Well, we blood know one it. thing: the Jets are going to let Zach Wilson play. All right, fair enough. We're not. You can talk about your Jets next. We want to thank Alex Wilson uh, for joining us today on the Sports Illustrated. Did you just say Alex Wilson? Uh, Alex, yeah, I combined Alex their names. Wilson. I could you just combine your name with the rookie quarterback of the Jets. Go, go, me. I mean, I mean, good for you, I guess. I don't. Know. I want to thank Alex Sims. Oh, there you go. And we'll come back with your killing me smalls thank and talk you. more about the Jets. What's, no, final words are yours, Alex Sims. Bye, guys. Don't change your name to Wilson. That was my bad this is espn radio hang tight you're killing me smalls it's the sportszilla show with rain and matt with wktv sports director spencer davidson on espn radio watch live on qsportstalk.com you're killing me smalls crazy eights two eights 88 marvin harrison happy birthday um hall of famer super bowl champion member of the colts and where did he play his college football say it for me loud and proud spencer davidson Spencer on uh, was it Nostra Davidson? Um, was that be, would it be Syracuse? I, you just asked me, and then you went and said it. But I said say it loud and proud, so you could do the loud and proud. Oh, okay, Syracuse. That's what's up, man. Eight Pro Bowls, six-time NFL All-Pro. Obviously, won the Super Bowl. Quarterback Peyton Manning uh, along for the ride. They wouldn't have won that without Marvin, though. There's no way, right? No, he was a monster. He was a monster. And you see comparisons to him, and you're like, no, that's that's going to be a good NFL receiver. Yep. That's for sure. This is what Dino Babers said about the quarterback situation. Since we brought up Syracuse, let's look ahead to the game on September 4th against Ohio. Tommy DeVito's in a lead. Garrett Schrader's probably going to play, too. We finally 
If we learned anything yesterday, got a definitive answer. I just think it's exactly the way I said it. We want to play both guys. We're going to play both guys. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to see how it goes in the games. But I think both of those guys are good enough that they need to be on the football. And it's funny, though, because then you go to QSportsTalk.com, where we Twitch in our Twitch chat. CBW is a regular contributor for all of us, Orange Nation, Sportzilla, and Brent on the block. And he's like... What are you keeping secrets from Ohio for? Like, is that laughable? And I'm like, it, it kind of is. You're close to the vest. Yeah. It's Belichickian, right? That's correct, uh, yes. It's, it's an upper body injury. That's what they say in hockey. It's, it's noncommittal. <laughs> Maintenance day. I get it okay if you're playing Clemson and you want to throw a new wrinkle in there, but it's Ohio. And who's to say Who's to say you come out and win these cream puff games that you're putting on the schedule? But that's all going to change with the new alliance anyways. Nostra Davidson says that, right? Nostra Davidson, you no, say I that? I think I said that we're going to go two and two in the uh, the quote-unquote, uh, what did you just call it? The the, 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 cake the cream walk? puff? The cream puff game. I was going to say cakewalk. Well, they're not noncommittal, and they're not close to the vest with your coach and your team, your Jets. It is, it's Alex uh, Wilson. I was kidding. Uh, Zach Wilson, of course. I apologize to Alex Sims for calling Alex Wilson was, earlier, by the way. That was though. my bad and hilarious. Uh, but your quarterback, Zach Wilson, for the Jets, uh, let's transition to that team because it's your killing me, Smalls. What's killing you, Smalls, about your team? Where does he begin? What a sigh. The fact that they're my team. <laughs> the fact that they're my team. But but no, look, you know, y- you feel you feel good about the direction the Jets are going, the signings they made, the draft picks that they've that they've selected, and things look to be coming together. And, and you know, the Jets aren't going to be a playoff team and, and extremely good this year, I don't think. But <laughs> okay, they're, no trending, Davidson. They're, Ooh, they're trending in the right jam. direction. <laughs> well, they're trending in the right direction. Well, this is going to be something that I'm wrong about, I hope. Uh, they're trending in the right direction. And then the news comes down today that defensive end Vinnie Curry is out for the year. He has a rare blood disorder. He needs his spleen removed. Doctors Jeez. say he's going to be able to recover fully, you know, and, and live his life healthy. But... He's just got, he's out for four or five, six months at least. Um, and so he's not going to be able to play this year. Then Mikai Becton, offensive lineman, uh, who is a stud and, and a monster yeah, on is. the offensive line, is now in concussion protocol. And it's just like, like, why can't we have nice things? Every time you start to feel any sense of, of positive energy about this Jets franchise, it just has it just ripped away from you and you're right back in the uh you know the 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 bottom has anybody ever seen the movie the money pit you remember that movie i think it was shelly long and oh tom hanks shelly long do you remember Cheers? that mo- did you see that movie so they buy this house and over the course of the movie basically you get there and it's lipstick on a pig and it's got curb appeal and it's beautiful. And then they get in and every basically throughout the course of the movie, the entire house just crumbles and falls apart underneath them. That's what happens to your jets. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, we, we finally, we got Adam Gase out of there. We got Robert Sala. We got this coach. We got this great young rookie quarterback. We're making all these moves, positive progress. Let's build a foundation here and, and let's just fix what's been wrong with the jets for a very long time. And then here you are. Here we go. And it's only a matter of time before before Zach, I, I almost called him Alex Wilson at this point, but before Zach Wilson gets hurt and he's out and we have a backup quarterback. Who is backup, your backup? That's a good question. Noster Davidson. We have like three and neither, none of them are, are, are starting. Like none of them are, are ready to come in and be starting quarterbacks if Zach Wilson gets hurt. But you should have known this was going to happen. You're Noster Davidson. 
Yeah, but you know what? Hope knowing something's going to happen or being ready for the other shoe to drop and hoping and and trying to prevent yourself from being like this is going to happen are two different things. Rain Stradamus says you win three games this year if you're lucky. No, nah, I say we win five. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. By the way, I'm I'm sorry. Before we take the break, I I, I thought about it a little bit more. I, I looked at the schedule for Q's. Six games this year they're going to win. Corey, six, wow. Six games. Noster Davidson says six wins for Q's. Yeah, I was going for five, but I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be nice. Well, here's a great reason to subscribe to QSportsTalk.com where we twitch because I would like to see the responses to that from everybody that <laughs> joins us. So that's you're killing me, Smalls, and it's the Jets, and it's poor Spencer's team, so here you go. You're killing me, Smalls. We're going to come right back. We'll talk to Nate Mink with Syracuse.com and get you a further update on the status of Syracuse football here on ESPN Radio. This is the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt and WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna bring a conversation we're having. See, this is another great reason to be with us and subscribe to QSportsTalk.com where we twitch. We're talking to Nate Mink, Syracuse.com. We want to get into some SU football here in hour two of the SportsZilla Show. Uh, but he's now into 10 days of wedded bliss. We're back up here live on the air. He's back to the grind. Uh, share with us uh, the continuation of what you were saying to us off of the radio there, Nate. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's been an eventful two weeks. You know, I, my first day off, you know, it happened to coincide with uh, Governor Cuomo's resignation. And then the two, you know, turning into an SU football conversation in the two weeks since I was out, uh, apparently they had a transfer from Arizona state, not only transfer in, but also transfer out yeah. before, uh, before I returned to practice. So uh, it felt like I didn't miss much, but in some ways probably missed a lot. Well, let me introduce you to Cody Shear, and now you can say goodbye. Um, it's crazy though. We now have an SU grad in the orange house, what we call it while well, Biden's in there. We have to because he's got his law degree from here. And, and then Kathy Hockle is the new governor, and she's also an SU grad. Kind of amazing. I'm sure they both cheer for the football team. Dino said yesterday that we're going to see both quarterbacks. I think we kind of knew that was going to happen. Clearly, Tommy's in a lead for obvious reasons. Uh, who would you start? Why would you start them? And I know this is the evergreen question right now as we wait for the season opener on September 4th against Ohio. But what the heck is going to happen with this quarterback position? Putting me on the, putting me on the spot right away. Yeah. Two, uh, two direct questions. Well, all right. I would I would say this. I think and uh, I think I would start 13. I think I would start DeVito uh, as as the incumbent to your guy. Uh, like the fact that he knows the offense uh, inside and out, um, has has a feel for the game. You know, uh, Schrader, I think, is, is coming along clearly. And, you know, but hasn't, you know, hasn't really played or, or took quarterback snaps in, in, at this point, you know, almost two years. So, you know, DeVito has a little bit, I think, more of a, a feel for, for what live action might look like, so to speak. But that being said, you know, clearly, you know, Dino's, Dino's ready to, to put his quarterback depth to the test and, and use both by, by any means necessary. And I think as, you know, as it pretends to, you know, how this thing's going to shake out, you know, over the next uh, three months or 12 games, you know, I really, I really think, you know, I'm going to take him at his word. I think, you know, it's whoever gets the job done on game day is going to be, you know, really the guy that takes command of this offense. And, and I think, you know, you're in a position coming off, uh, a one-win season, uh, four losing seasons in five years. 
that you have to win games this year. And, you know, I think the, the prospect of, you know, hitching your wagon to one guy and being as bullheaded or as stubborn that we're going to, we're going to, this is our quarterback and we're going to see this thing, thing, see this thing through, even if it leads to another losing season or four and eight or three and nine or whatever the, whatever the number is. I don't, I don't think right now is uh, there's much appetite for that or, or really uh, much sense in doing that because I think, you know, we're in an era now where as we've, as we've seen with, with players on this roster, they are free to go. They are free to go if uh, the the role they envisioned having uh, coming into the program does not align with the reality of the moment. And I think, you know, not only this year, but you have to kind of have a, a constant eye towards the future and next year. And I and I really believe it behooves you to have multiple guys. Uh, ready and, and multiple guys with experience because, you know, listen, regardless of what happens this year with, with Tommy, uh, there's a good chance that you're turning over the quarterback position next year, yeah. irrespective of, of how he plays. And, you know, if, if you are possibly going into next year with, again, pressure to, to win games, uh, you'd probably feel a little bit better about your chances with a quarterback that has at least some game experience under his belt rather than a guy with no game experience in two-plus years uh, being your starting quarterback in 2022. We're talking with Nate Mink, Syracuse football reporter at Syracuse.com and the Post Standard. Uh, Nate, just for, for some people, I know that you you ran through a, a lot there and, and the quarterback situation and everything, but – for some people who may be a little bit more casual and don't really tune in until the first game of the season, you know, throughout training camp, what are some strengths that you've seen from this team? What are going to be some keys for this team that people should be should take away to watch for, you know, as we get closer to, to, to the season? I think the big thing is just there's a lot of intrigue around some of the personnel pieces and, and additions to this roster that that either weren't there last year or they weren't quite ready to step into a more prominent role as maybe they're going to be asked to do this year. Um, and I think the quarterback, the quarterback deal is a, is a major piece to that. I think, you know, Dino coming out and committing to playing both guys adds a, a semblance of intrigue that, you know, if you were just uh, the casual uh, fan that, you know, <laughs> here we go again, you know, same quarterback for the third year in a row, uh, same offensive line makeup, uh, same old, same old, you know, this, this gives you a reason to, to now pay attention to see how they're going to utilize these quarterbacks, what uh, the offensive wrinkles that Schrader or some of the other pieces bring to the table, how with a full uh, off season with, with uh, the offensive coordinator Gilbert in there now, what kind of uh, new wrinkles can he add to the mix? How are you going to basically shake up what amounted to one of the worst offenses in college football last year, that alone, I think uh, it, it hooks you as a fan uh, just to see how they come out and, and perform. I, I think there are, like I said, uh, a lot of uh, pieces offensively that just weren't available to them last year, or they were limited because of the exceptional number of injuries that, you know, they have a, a, a more robust tight end room than they did last year. They have the ability to utilize, Elmore as a fullback. They have multiple running backs that they feel good about. Uh, they have an offensive line, first and foremost, that, you know, is more healthy than they were a year ago, that 
that you can at least put a product out there that is more representative of of what you want to be offensively. I think that gives you optimism as a fan going into the year that, you know, hey, what we saw last year probably in all likelihood isn't going to be representative of what we see this year. Nate, CBW in our Twitch chat is wondering, over the last few years, who has been the most accurate at Syracuse.com at predicting Syracuse's (laughs) win-loss record over these last couple of years? You know, I don't. I don't know if I have the numbers for that. <laughs> I don't know if I have the numbers for that. I know we have. We Take really credit. have not been. We really have not been close. Um, <laughs> it certainly hasn't been me. I can tell you that. I know. I know. Going back two years ago, I had them uh, repeating as double-digit winners uh, in 2019. I think we all did. We had expectations. At least, at least eight oh, yeah. or nine wins. Correct. You know, and it didn't happen. Obviously. And the only reason I know this so so fondly is because you know I was putting together our predictions for this for this season uh, over the last twenty four forty eight hours, and so I glanced at what we had said <laughs> this time uh, each of the last few years, and and I came in at like four and seven last year, which is uh, you know maybe a little bit more on the pessimistic pessimistic side compared to to some of my colleagues, but ended up being, you know, at least somewhat in the ballpark, you know, if they had anything close to a normal year, I think that was probably where they would have wound up uh, had just not the freak rash of injuries occurred. Um, But I'll I'll say, you know, this has been a a difficult uh, program to to sort of uh, really hit on target because, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 so much contingent on health and availability of certain guys. And, you know, as we're sitting here, August 25th, you know, you're not going to predict that Andre Cisco, uh, you know, tears his ACL before the third game of the season, fourth game of the season, yeah. and is out for the year. Just like we're not going to sit here and say, okay, well, they're not going to have Garrett Williams for half the season. You don't expect like no one's, no you don't one's expect, basing their predictions off that. Right? You don't expect your fullback to be having to jump in and play on the offensive line. I mean. <laughs> Listen, it, it was a nightmare of a season with only one win, and you would have hoped for a little bit better, but they do have a little bit of plausible deniability, and some of these excuses aren't excuses. This is a reality they faced that was, listen, it was unprecedented circumstances for everybody last year, but really more so for Q's. How many quarterbacks did we see suit up for Syracuse last year? I mean, nobody saw this, and it was like, what's next? Every domino fell. It was Murphy's Law on display for Syracuse. And, yeah, I'm glad that Dino's back and gets a chance to write this. I wanted to bring in the six super seniors' names. You know, you Josh Black, your Kingsley Jonathans, McKinley Williams, Cody Roscoe, Chris Elmore, Aaron Service, those guys. And the unfinished business and the leadership and the – they did not quit last year, okay? The stick You call it with the testicular fortitude if you want the old Mick Foley saying. <laughs> but they did not quit on this team all year long. They played hard throughout the entire schedule – and that's so important this year as they try to at least get back to respectability, Nate. Well, and they're going to they're gonna have reinforcements. You know, they're not going to be out there, you know, on their own. I mean, they, I mean, guys, I mean, you know this. I mean, we've talked about this all, all offseason. I mean, they had, you know, approximately like 50 scholarship players yeah. last season. Like, you know, that's that's not even, you know, the lower subdivision. <laughs> you know, that is, that is, that is like an untenable – situation and you know half of those guys were, tr- were true freshmen i mean it, it was just a it was a losing battle you know from the jump and you know for those guys coming back you know they clearly did not want to end on that note you know i think there was a lot of uncertainty 
uncertainty uh, with the pre-draft calendar with the NFL. A lot of you know a lot of those guys, quite frankly, are not you know day one or day two draft picks, and so they're going to need a normal NFL calendar to really uh, turn some heads and show what they can do in front of scouts. And and at the end of last season, I think they were looking up. You know, this, again, this was obviously pre-vaccine. And that kind of thing. They did not know if there was going to be a scouting combine. Uh, they did not know if there were going to be pro days like they had, like they did not have uh, in 2020. And so, you know, I think the chance to to come back to to become a better football player, to improve their standing, uh, and showcase uh, themselves in a little bit better light in front of some NFL personnel, factored in. To, to their decision to come back. And then I think, you know, again, some of these other variables that were just so unique to 2020 and that season, you know, no fans, not playing in front of friends, not playing in front of mom and dad, not playing in front of family. You know, it's just a really, you know, cruddy way uh, to really end your football career if this is in fact the end of their football career. And I think, you know, when you stack all these reasons up on top of the fact that, hey, you know, we just had a, this miserable, miserable experience uh in in what for everyone else has always been you know what you imagine your season uh, senior year to be an exciting you know winning note uh it just didn't align with reality and i think that all placed into them returning and, and giving it one last go around that's why we're trying to look through orange colored glasses and, and keep that why not cues refrain out there nate mink with syracuse.com it's a sports illustration show on espn radio uh congratulations on 10 days of wedded bliss thank you for the time today and let's do it again soon okay nate Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Sportscaster Wednesday continues next. Mark Larson with Spectrum Sports will join us. Hang on. This is the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt and WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. ESPN Syracuse and Utica Rome, for that matter, at the fair tomorrow. Great New York State Fair brought to you by Blink Fitness. Back there again on the 30th, courtesy of New Millennium Auto Brokers. Uh, you join us, we're at the Galaxy All-Star Studio. It's just outside the Expo Center. It's on your way to Chevy Park. If you need a, a landmark or a benchmark within the... It'd be a landmark, not a benchmark, right? Yeah, it'd be a landmark. It'd be a landmark, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can play the Napa Auto Parts Papa Shot for prizes. You can wave to the Twitch cam. Obviously, we're at QSportsTalk.com. Join us there. And we have limited edition Galaxy All-Star players. Uh, there's their little trading cards uh, from the different show hosts. Uh, why don't you just make one of Derek Coleman, who's going to be there with us tomorrow? I think more people would rather have that. Plus, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's out there. I'm I'm going to be part of the introduction. I, I think, Lou Guy, you you as well for Bell Biv DeVoe. Yes. Uh, Michael Bivens was on a little bit earlier with the guys on Orange Nation, like like Pearl Washington. Who didn't? Uh, I get that. It, you couldn't have been a college basketball fan and not like Syracuse and Pearl Washington at that point in time. He used to represent the Syracuse jerseys. You do love to see that. We're on right now, continuing on the Accelerate Sports Complex phone line with Mark Larson of Spectrum Sports. Um, so since we brought up the fair and our involvement in that, uh, clearly you have chosen the dollar day over coming to see us, Mark, and that's okay. We can take it. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, well, you know, I want to avoid the lines. And uh, with you guys out there signing autographs and giving out trading cards, I mean, I don't want to fight that kind of crowd. Uh, I understand the crowds have been down this year, so... Look forward to seeing the attendance figures uh, after tomorrow, after you guys are out there and see, uh, you know, what kind of impact you make. Well, Pauly Sibilia, who's mean and making us work on Labor Day, what a terrible yeah, boss. Uh, but he actually, I think it was Friday was National Radio Day, and he was responsible for the, what, 37,000 people showed up in, in a remarkably small opening day for the Great New York State Fair. Or is he <laughs> responsible for 
those that may not have come out. I'm not quite sure where we fall on that. Um, any favorite fair foods, though? You always like to talk food with us. Yeah, man, we could spend the whole time talking about fair food. I mean, I don't know. My go-to is always the pizza freight. I feel like we've already discussed this, or maybe I've just talked about it so many times <laughs> that that I feel like I've talked about it with everybody. But uh, obviously, you know, four bucks for this gigantic uh, hot a donut that comes out, and uh, you don't just get one. You get a few of them and put them in a bag. And So I don't even know if they're out there, though. Like, it, it's a little bit... I'm a little hesitant to go out to the fair because I I don't want to go out there and be disappointed by what's not there. So I know Dinosaur isn't there. Gianelli's not there. Um, I don't think Tully's is there, which, I mean, like, you're really taking some some major hits with my fair food menu. Um, True. If Pizza Freak's out there, I'd probably go just for that, just for that alone. I mean, it's worth it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys go for? Oh man, oh, fried Oreos, fried pickles. I, I always really? yeah, yeah, little sausage and peppers. Yeah, I always get a steak and cheese. Oh, that's so good. I, I don't know why yeah. there's something about and, the fair steak and cheese. I, I, I actually I try a little bit of everything. It feels like um, I'm trying. Did to you guys see the the pizza that Brad Vivacqua posted uh, uh, the other day? It was uh, I think it was a poutine pizza. So French fries, gravy, and like. Uh, cheese or beef or whatever on a pizza i mean yeah i don't know that's hardcore there's another stand too that does uh it's like a jamaican jerk burger oh man it, it, it sets your that mouth on good. sets your mouth mm-hmm. on fire but it's totally worth it it's, yeah it's love absolutely jerk chicken there are some good let me tell you there's some good jamaican places here in utica mm-hmm. i gotta say yeah, there's, there's a happy feet place downtown it's really good there's, there's one not far from the uh, armory square studios the Syracuse yeah. studios it, it's just a few blocks away it's on like a little side street i forgot the name of it and i wish i could remember mark larson with spectrum sports is here with us on the sports illustrator show with espn radio Let's kick it, though. Something that you do in your sportscaster duties is something that Mark does as it pertains to the kids on the way up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little off topic from what we typically talk about here, but the high school sports, you know, fall sports practices started on Monday. Teams are trying to get ready for the the season here. Um, But obviously, uh, cases are on the rise, and, you know, both Syracuse and Utica. uh, You know, so do you think that we can get this high school fall sports season on Without a hitch, do you think you know we can we can get through this season without pauses, without you know canceling the season? Like, what what do you think happens here for for these student athletes? You know, in the high school ranks. Yeah, I mean, I know we're all hoping, obviously, that there aren't any hitches, and it's and it's just so cool to see the kids out there. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so funny how we never appreciated any of this. Uh, until last year and uh, just to be able to go out on a hundred degree day and practice in football pads with no masks on I mean I think the kids are loving it right now so for their sake I'd hate to see anything uh, uh, come up as far as canceling you know I I wouldn't be surprised if there are games that don't get played because one team has an outbreak or or a few cases and just out of safety reason they don't want to spread it around so I I would expect that, um, but I hope that's the extent of it. I, I hope that, uh, you know, people are getting vaccinated as they should, in my opinion. Like, why not? It's not hurting anybody, so it's hurting us not. Uh, you know, the people that aren't vaccinated are the ones that are kind of, uh, in my opinion, um, causing this whole second or third wave, whatever wave we're on. So I, I wish people would just do it. 
for, for the betterment of everybody. And then these high school kids, you know, they need to have a regular season. They need to have sectional championships, state championships, like, you know, and the whole scheme of life, is it, is it crucially important? No, but uh, for these kids, uh, after what they've been through, I think we're all hoping that uh, they at least get to play out the season. Absolutely. Mark, we wanted to ask you about Kamari Lands and his situation with decommitting from Syracuse to pursue more money with the NIL. I mean, is this, yeah, did we not see this one coming? It's a shame. I mean, Kamari's probably a nice kid. Uh, who probably has, like a lot of these kids, has a lot of people talking in his ear and saying, hey, you know, are you sure? Maybe you could get more money if you went here. It, it's it's too bad. And, and I, I think when the whole NIL thing happened, uh, this was what uh, coaches were probably afraid of, that, that people are going to start recruiting with NIL in mind. And, um, you know, I mean, geez, if you're that concerned about making money, just go to the G League or whatever and, and don't even consider college, in my opinion. Like, if, if you want to go to college, go to college. And if you can make some money while you're getting a free education, by the way, then great, you know, pile some money onto it. But but let's not go to college in order to make money. If you want to make money, go pro and just be done with it. I, I don't want to see kids in college uh, trying to just cash in. That 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 doesn't taste good to me. Do you think that Coach Mike Hopkins is a bag dropper? Have you heard that term in recruiting? Chris Bunch got offered by him. Dior Johnson's going there now as we're talking recruiting for Syracuse. Just kind of makes me laugh when I hear that term thrown out there. And I wonder what your thoughts are. Well, I haven't heard that term, and I don't, uh, I don't know what it connotes. I know Mike Hopkins, though, is is an incredible personality, and I I would have a hard time saying no to Mike Hopkins if he's in the living room. Um, you know, obviously Jim Beheim has the resume and the national championship and all of that stuff to back him up when he goes into somebody's living room. But Hop is just uh, Mr. Personality and engaging, yeah. and he just yeah, you you probably want to do anything. Uh, to play for him, no matter what sport. So, um, yeah, I, I I like to think he's doing it on the up and up. Well, I heard he seems the, like that kind of guy. I, I heard the term, you know, and, and I laughed a little bit. And it just seems reasonable to me that based on playing at Syracuse, coaching with Jim and being on the Jim Beheim coaching tree for so long, then moving on to Washington, he's clearly going to have some defined basketball philosophies that align with Jim. So it makes sense that he would target the same types of players and or recruits. And who's going to say no to talent, right? I mean, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. I Yeah. Uh, when you get talent, it attracts other talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all know that. So, um, and, and hey, I mean, Seattle's kind of a cool town. And uh, I've been on the University of Washington campus and it's gorgeous, you know, right on Lake Union and, uh, especially this time of year. So what kid could say no to that? And, uh, you know, chance to play uh, the, the schedule they play. I think he, he's, he's taken some notes out of uh, Beheim's playbook and playing these big preseason games, you know, Kansas City and wherever, going anywhere to play anybody. So, um, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of guys out there. Uh, there's very few like Mike Hopkins, so I, I'm not surprised when he gets guys to go there. Mark Larson, Spectrum Sports, here with us on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio. Mark, we always got to finish off on something goofy or not sports-related. What do you think about the whole Mark <laughs> Richard situation with Jeopardy and him hiring himself as a co-host and then him stepping down from that role? Wait, he stepped down? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, this just in. You got to well, call, call your mother. Call your mother. You got to check in with mom. <laughs> Wait a minute. But who's, who's, oh, okay, here it is. Abrupt exit. Who's taking his place? Haven't named anybody as, yet. As no. of right now, Mayim Bialik is going to take over, um, you know, his. As his, a single host. As the, as the solo host, and they're, they're going to start the search again. I, th- I think the, the permanent host should be Ken Jennings. I've been saying that since the beginning. No, it's going to be Aaron uh, Rodgers. Yeah, no, no, neither one, guys. Come on, Anderson. Why Anderson Cooper or Kenny Couric? Yeah. Really? I mean, well, I, you know, I guess this is a lesson uh, to all of us that if you, um, you know, if you're going to go and hire yourself when there have been other people on the show that were way better than you, um, it's probably not going to sit well. And uh, yeah, wow, what a what a fall from grace. I mean. Yeah, and if you're going to hire yourself for a position like that, and there's any skeletons in your closet, they're going to yep. come out. So Mark Larson's yeah. mom still wants Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you right now. I have a feeling. Can, <laughs> can, you, can you check on that for us and report in next uh, well, week? Well, I I don't think she wants him this year though. I think she wants him playing for the Packers. So if he could maybe maybe he could just come in at the end of the season and tape like a whole couple seasons worth of shows, I think she'd go for that. They yeah. zoom into and, they, I would just, you know what? I would defer to my mom. She's my mom. I mean, she's almost eighty. She should, she should have what she wants. They need a stopgap until he retires, and we'll leave it at that. That's Mark Lars with Spectrum Sports, Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio. Uh, Mario Sacco has agreed uh, since we missed him at two fifteen to join us next for our kerfuffle. Hang on. This is the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt and WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio, where the QSportsTalk.com is coach up a bag dropper. Fun conversation that I tell you what, if you subscribe or you're with us on Twitch, you can join that conversation right there. I gotta have a conversation. I gotta like slide into the DMs of Agent Orange, man. He, he's he's popping a few things out there that I'm like, hmm, but I want to hear more before I discuss. I think that's fair, right? Gotta that is do, that is fair. You gotta, got you got to prepare. Got to do a little research. Yeah, uh, got a picture though from Mario Sacco, who is now jumping back in with us. Normally it's two fifteen on Sportscaster Wednesday, but we're gonna incorporate you into our kerfuffle. But I wanted to bring up something that I don't know if you heard about earlier. You had said that your daughter and her headband were the reason for the Yankees being on this winning streak that is currently at 11 games. Uh, She's adorable, and I think that there's something to this. I had speculated maybe you lost the headband and you wanted to find it before you came on with us so we didn't screw up the Yankees' mojo because you know that would make me upset. Sid Bream. (laughs) Two weeks ago, she she hates to wear, like, any type of, like, a hat or, like, a bow in her hair. And she started rocking this orange headband that my wife found out of the middle of nowhere. And, and she doesn't take it off now. And the Yankees <laughs> haven't lost since. So I put it on her every day that uh, we hang out in the house. And I named up Sid Bream for a reason. That's twice now. Are you going to react to that, Mario? I Barry Bonds has a candy arm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's a kerfuffle. Now you Can know. Can you imagine an, an eight-year-old sitting downstairs in a basement with his dad watching that game and allowing him to stay up? past his bedtime and seeing that throw home and wanting to cry for three days straight. Was he out? Was Sid Bream out? No, he was safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was barely as much as I, I, I hate to say it. He was safe. Yeah. They've zoomed. It was like the toe, his, the, the nail yeah. on his big toe hit the plate. It was like, right last, before. like last night was Freddie Freeman out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What a game! Huh? There were blown calls on both sides, though. I don't think anybody. Not to mention, not to mention the 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 the, 
the Braves had the bases loaded yeah, in the yeah. bottom of the ninth. They with had best, chances to win the game. Up. Yeah, exactly. They had count. chances. Yeah. Just, it's, I'm it, not crying for the Braves. Right. No, me neither. I'm glad that the Yankees won. So listen, our, our kerfuffle is we, we look around sports, Mario, and, you know, we pit a couple of things against each other that are going out there. Sometimes it's Twitter beef or, you know, there's always some contentious uh, exchanges in the world of sports. So we wanted to start out with the Baltimore Orioles versus winning. And we had brought it up actually with your colleague, Alex Sims, earlier. What was their run differential? Negative 239. They've lost 19 in a row. Ridiculous. Uh, and so with tanking's, yeah. tanking's in the conversation. What do you think? Uh, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely happening for them. And, hey, whatever. You got to turn your draft picks into something. And, and they have been just absolutely finding ways to lose. But they scored eight runs last night and still lost because they gave up 13 or, or whatever it was. Uh, my poor buddy uh, that just moved to Winston-Salem, John Johnson's a, a big Baltimore Orioles fan. <laughs> Tough times right now. I have no room to laugh, though, being a Pirates fan. And the next one, continuing on. I got one for you, I got one for you guys before we, we jump into this. Have you been on Twitter over the last 40 minutes or so and seeing Dior Johnson tweet back at the Inside Loud House, I think it is, that, that writes articles? Ooh, no, tweet I have no. back at them. I haven't. Oh, please go to it because there is nothing in the article that basically they, they wrote an article saying, you know, he's transferred. He's going to a school where uh, Kamari Lance went to nothing like degrading the kid at all. And your Johnson like went back at him saying, uh, you know, ever since I've left they're decommitted from Syracuse, all you guys have been doing is writing negative articles about me. And there's nothing in there that, that, that states that. And, you know, I mean, this is coming from a kid that's now played for six or seven different high schools or prep schools, whatever you want to call them, since he's been a freshman. I mean, you got to state the facts and and they're out there for you. Perhaps um, guilty conscience a little bit. Well, perhaps it's a a good thing he's not going to end up playing at Syracuse. And that's probably a headache that Jim Beheim and staff do not want to deal with. Uh, we'll stay with baseball, though, in the kerfuffle here with Mario Sacco joining us on ESPN Radio. The Rays, the way they play, uh, Verducci wrote an article about this for SI. It says it sucks, yeah. even if they yeah. win. Uh, because, <laughs> listen, there's there's the Scranton Yankees, you know, Bronx shuttle. And, and all teams are doing this now in modern baseball where you, you'll, you'll bring somebody up. You need an arm. He throws. They send him back down if he's got options. They bring somebody else back up for a few days and up and down and up and down. Luis Heal, what they're doing with him right now is, is a perfect uh, recent example of that. But nobody does that at the level that the Rays do. It's right. unprecedented. And they're demolishing arms, and there's a lot of stats to back this up. Do you agree? I mean, they win, but is it good for the game overall? Verducci just trashed them. Uh, I don't know. It isn't the job to win a baseball game, and they you know, found the analytics that, that supports how they use their pitching staff. Uh, I mean, you know, look what took them what, to the World Series last year. Uh, so obviously they're doing something right, and as great a run as the Yankees have had right now, you know, winning 11 in a row, they're still four back at Tampa because uh, Tampa's been unbelievably hot as well. Uh, so, hey, use it to your advantage. And uh, the, the only, you know, is it hurting pitchers' arms? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, these guys aren't going, you know, seven, eight innings, um, you know, so to say. Yeah, Mario Sacco. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, Mario Sacco of News Channel 9 in Syracuse joining us on the phone. Uh, Mario, 
There's a bit of a situation, a bit of a TMZ situation in the sports world right now. Steph Curry's parents, Dell and Sonia, on the outs. There are rumors out there about infidelities, about possible relationships with a certain Canadian sports fan rapper and former Degrassi actor being involved, which I don't necessarily believe. What's what's your take on the situation? And you know what? Let's make it a sportsy question. Does this affect Steph and Seth Curry on the court this year? Does their personal life bleed over and affect their play? It's not going to affect their play (laughs) whatsoever, but I I try and stay away from those TMZ stories. But I did see that thread that was absolutely hysterical. Um, When the announcement happened, there was a long thread uh, that went on. Uh, That was pretty funny. But that's, that's my take on that. I try and stay away from anything regarding, you know, relationship statuses with who and, <laughs> and so forth. So uh, I, I figure my life's better that way. I got enough to worry about. This is the kerfuffle with Mario Sacco from News Channel 9 here on ESPN Radio on the Sports Illa Show. Uh, I think the glue guy loves the fact that Nerlens Noel of my Knicks, newly re-signed, is suing Rich Paul and Clutch Sports for, is it $58 million? Why do you love that so much? Well, I just find it funny. He re-signs with the Knicks, probably realizes yeah. he could have made a lot more money with a different agent and goes, wait, wait, wait. I dropped the bag because my agent didn't do me yeah. good. You know what I mean? What about the situation to you? How does that get resolved? Does Nerland win that, or does the agent make off with the money? Uh, I, I think you're going to see something scuffled under the table is what's going to happen but between those two. Uh, some type of agreement uh, will come together. But like you said, like the guy doesn't make enough money. He's got to go you know, suing agents and, and stuff like that. Play better. You'll get more money. That's right. Mario, do not lose the headband that your daughter is wearing. Um, we'd like to see 12 wins in a row when the Yankees get back on the field tomorrow night. Thanks for the time. Thanks for getting back in here with us. I'd love to talk to you on a Sportscaster Wednesday. Same time next week. Same time. Sorry, guys. Sorry I missed you at the first time, but Rain's pitcher scared me off. <laughs> <laughs> no apology necessary, man. We'll talk to you then. This is ESPN Radio. Right back with the last thing we'll say today. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt with WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson on ESPN Radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Here's the last thing we'll say today. New Breaking news trickling out. Rachel Nichols being pulled off of pretty much everything she was involved in as far as the NBA and ESPN. So... Wow, there was even more going on behind the scenes since the NBA Finals and all of that happened. Uh, there's more to find out. They've changed the radio lineup a little bit. There's some moving parts there. Ah, it's fun as we head into Labor Day and, and all of that and football season. And you know what? Things change. It's life. I guess you kind of got to roll with it. Yep. Uh, that being said, the uh, last thing we're going to say today is I want to remind you we'll be out at the fair tomorrow. Galaxy All-Star Studios is just outside the Expo Center on your way to Chevy Park. Matt and I will be there. Uh, Spencer Davidson will be in studio here. There's the Napa Auto Parts Papa Shop for prizes. The Twitch cam will be there. Uh, That's QSportsTalk.com. We've got a great conversation happening in there right now. Uh, Sometimes things not suitable for the radio airwaves get discussed there with uh, more colorful and salty language, that's for sure. We've got limited edition Galaxy All-Star player cards from the show host. There's peeps in, in, in the Twitch chat saying, hey, can, can you gather me a set? That, that's what's up, man. Um, I, I, do I have one? I don't even know if I have one. Is there one for me? Is I, there, think, I think is so. Is there one for you? I don't know. Is there one Spencer? I don't think there's one for do me. Do we have one for you? I don't think so. Hmm. You're on TV every day. 
You're used to the cameras. We're faces for radio. Yeah, but I'm a face for radio, too, and yet they still put me on camera to their detriment. Not really sure why. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're there tomorrow, courtesy of Blink Fitness, uh, and, of course, on Monday from New Millennium Auto Brokers. Wanted to thank some of those fine sponsors. It's, it's just kind of exciting to get out there and do something that feels normal. Because, like, 2020 got wiped out. Yeah. You know, it was like a conversation I had with my youngest daughter. We didn't do anything for Vicky. Well, nobody did anything. You couldn't do anything last year. You just kind of got a part of, part of your life if you've lived during COVID is 2020 got wiped out. We yep. lost kind of a year of everything. Well, we're not losing out on Brent X. I'm going to get you on the block in just a couple of minutes. Um thinking he's going to have a little bit more to say on the quarterback situation. I wonder if he's got a take on Michael Bivens, who was on with Orange Nation and Bell Biv DeVoe tomorrow night. What's his favorite song? Good question. Is it Poison? I feel like it's got to be. Is It's got to be, it's right? It's got to be, because because the thing is, is Bell Biv DeVoe, and, and they, 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 they're fantastic, but they're not exactly like a deep cut kind of band. No. Like I feel like it's, it, it's the popular songs, and then the interest kind of drops off. Um, Kev from Liverpool at QSportsTalk.com in the Twitch chat uh, says, great show to us, and also goodbye to Mama Nostra Davidson. <laughs> he says goodbye to your mom every night. He has now incorporated your new nickname, Nostra Davidson. I love it. That's absolutely hilarious. Wow. Where do we go from Where do you go from there? They care. Does your mom know that, like, the listeners of SportsZilla, like, sign off to her, talk about her, I ask about her? I'm not sure if she knows that. I'll have to let her know because she's she's become a popular fixture of the show now. It, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, we still don't have an answer about Space Jam. They'll remind us about that within Ooh. the next couple of days. This is ESPN Radio. You're on the block with Brent Axe next. Have a great day. See you tomorrow at the fair.